This is Ants Talk. Sharon Tancred is a very special type of artist. Sharon gets into people's heads to draw out their story and design a customised artwork that she then tailors to their interior design. She also designs and installs murals that help to prevent dementia patients from wanting to escape. Thanks for talking to me, Sharon. How are you? Very well. Thank you, Anthony. That's good. It's very good to talk to you. I'm very fascinated by your work. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Response. It's different. (laughs) So tell me, um, where did your art start for you professionally? Uh, I knew I wanted to be an artist or an art teacher or some sort of a creative, I guess, back in uh, grade eight. And um, my parents encouraged me, thank goodness. And uh, I went to art school um, to become an illustrator and then uh, ended up in graphic design college. Um, And I did graphics and uh, illustration for about 23 years until I got bored. And then a girlfriend of mine who owned a uh, interior design school said, Sharon, why don't you come and do my interior um, decorating course so that you can get into tailored art. That's what I did. The tailored art. How did it actually start happening? Okay. So the idea behind tailored artworks was to do artworks for the interior designers, for their clients. But um, the state of the industry is more so that interior designers will buy, you know, a lot of off the rack. Um, prints from designer boys and whatnot yeah. so I had to find other markets because once having invested in training in interior decorating and color psychology and feng shui I was on the path to you know right I want to do private artworks and I want to do artworks that um, inspire people's homes and, and tell their story um, so I, uh, I started going to lots of networking events. I started, um, entering into business competitions and developing my model. And, uh, actually when the GFC hit, I put on a business coach. So, you know, when a lot of people back then were going, wow, I actually went in the opposite direction and, and stuck to my dream. Yeah. And, um, it's been a long, hard slog, you know, 13 years so far since 2006, but uh, it's really paying off now. Yeah. As the saying goes, never, never, never give up. Yeah. Well, funny enough, I mean, I, I'm actually an artist also. <laughs> so I started oh. doing, but I'm self-taught. I just, I've never had any training. Ooh. I just basically create um, collage pieces, which I manipulate with acrylics and ink. Um, and funny enough, I, 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 I've done it all my life. And I just never showed anybody because I never had the confidence. You know what I mean? I just thought, oh, I can't Mm. show anybody because, you know, I think they look okay, but I don't know what other people are going to think. And then Mm. funny enough, because I work as a makeup artist also, I was doing a friend's makeup and she came over to my house and she was like, oh, whose artworks are they? And I said, oh, well, they're actually mine. And she was like, oh, my God, I didn't know you painted. And she goes, I'm about to do an exhibition and I need some artists. She said, would you put some work in? And I went, sure, why not? And I was so nervous and yeah. I ended up putting two pieces in and mine was one of the first ones to sell on the first night. <laughs> there you are. So huge confidence boost. Yeah, it was. It was definitely a huge confidence boost because then I thought to myself, well, maybe I can actually do this. And I've now yeah. sold like, I think, 26 pieces in two years. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so I've done really well. I'm, I, I love it. I abs- uh, Art to me is absolutely amazing because I really do think it it shows so much of the inside of a person not just the you know what they're creating I think it shows a lot of emotion a lot of 
Story. Yeah, but the trick is at the inside of whom? Yeah. Is it the inside of the artist or can it be a reflection of the person who, you know, actually owns the artwork? I think that too, um, actually. Yeah. And that's been my journey, you know, because when I used to go around a lot of the galleries and stuff, and yes, there is great work there, no denying that, a lot of it too I didn't like, you know, or I sort of felt, well, yeah, it's just about marketing and, and shock value or that makes me feel depressed and sad. You know, I don't want to feel isolated in my yeah. home. I don't want to ponder on depression and loneliness. That's the artist coming out, you know, in That's their work. Hilarious. So a part of my journey and, and listening to other people has been that they find, um, you know, art is alienating. When they go into a gallery, they feel uncomfortable, Um you know, that the work doesn't relate to them, that it's not relevant. Mm. Hence the, the tagline in a lot of my work, you know, creating beauty and meaning, practicality and purpose. So I look at art and indeed uh, decorating from a completely different perspective to most art artists and also uh, interior decorators. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I mean, it's definitely something that I could see when I was you know, researching you was there's a lot of thought that goes behind what you do, a hell of a lot of thought. Yeah. Um, tell <laughs> us about the murals you designed for patients with such things as dementia. Okay. Uh, so that came about because of my background in graphic design and then I had studied colour psychology as well. So having had a corporate background and an understanding of branding and through illustration how to communicate uh, images without words... Um, I was invited to do a mural for aged care with um, Spiritus here in Brisbane. Uh, and that wasn't in dementia at the time, but it did get me into that industry. And the, the mural was very successful and it was in a lot of newspapers and whatnot. And then from that, I was invited to do dementia murals for Queensland Health over at Kippering. And um, oh, they just well, let on. You know, now I do so many murals for dementia for... Um, all of the main um, aged care companies in, in Australia. Wow. Uh, so the murals for dementia are about getting the client, the resident, to see a space, enjoy the space, reflect on some positive pastimes, right, cues that I imbued into that space, but to realise that they can't go there. And the artwork is painted um, over the typically the fire door, the exit door in the dementia facility where people are locked in, right? So that they're places of um, some stress and frustration, even anger, because people are locked in, they don't understand why, and they can't get out. And yet they see family staff, you know, coming and going, but they can't get out. So it's a, it's a stress point um, within these facilities. So by saying to the resident that, you can see the beach. You can see, um, you know, where you used to walk the dog um, and people flying kites and all this. But because of the way I've painted it with, with some, you know, perceived bar barricade that fits into the architecture and the lighting of the space, they know that they can't go there. Yeah, that's amazing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And know that they can't go there. And I can see the results of um, each mural and about three quarters of the way through the project. That is absolutely incredible. I think that's amazing. Well, what a, 
What a unique approach. I mean, who, who would have thought that that would have worked? Do you know what I mean? And obviously it does. Yeah, well, it's just working with the, the, the architecture and the, the mouldings of the doors and then applying some, you know, some psychology, yeah. but also working with the resident's visio perception. So, for instance, if I paint a mural that is too dark, like it's got lots of black in it, they'll perceive a hole. If I paint, for instance, a car that looks like it's driving towards them or a ball, maybe on a, you know, a soccer pitch or something that they perceive as being thrown towards them, they could try and actually catch it and maybe have an accident. Sure. So I have to work with the way that they perceive colour and light and there's rules to colours with dementia so that what I want them to understand is actually what they, what they do understand. Yeah, yeah. I've got a whole list of, <laughs> you know, like colour in itself. I can't have, say, um, a pink next to a lilac, right? It's too close. There's not enough juxtaposition. And then each colour, besides contrast, has to have quite a bit of luminosity to it. So it's very, very clear, very crisp to them. So there's, um, yeah, there's a lot of rules. That's And then they also yeah, have a beautiful mural to look at. <laughs> Well, and they're all designed in accordance with the rules of interior design um, for, for each facility so that, you know, because a, a lot of um, interiors in these places were done back in the 80s and they're all being renovated now. Mm, yeah. And uh, it's often the, um, the facility nurses who bring about the change in the space because they're the ones dealing with all the problems. But, you know, they don't know a lot about all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's up to me to kind of kill two birds with one stone solve the problem of the stress at the door and improve the space at the same time. I find Easy it absolutely enough. hilarious that your first mural was at a Kipper Ring because that's actually where my family live. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, right. area very well. Okay. Yeah, it's not far from me. No, yeah, oh, but I've had Regis Aged Care fly me down to Melbourne, you know, for two weeks to paint murals. Wow. Um, I've got two of them on for Wesley Mission um, straight after these holidays. Um, and, in fact, I get so many of the aged care companies all around Australia ringing me saying, Sharon, can you come down to Tasmania and paint a mural for us? And it's just not doable. Yeah. So what I'm doing is setting up a thing called the Mural Shop, which will be a, a WooCommerce uh, platform on my website. And um, I'm developing um, some great um, templates there where we'll be able to print and deliver murals to fix these very problems. Oh, so fire, fire exit doors and also um, dementia uh, residents room doors. I'm attacking both of those problems to, um, to help people. Yeah. That's brilliant. Tell me, who you. is your personal favourite artist? Oh, yeah, I, um, I like Bugsy, um, oh, yeah. simply because, yeah, the um, street artist, um, okay. because he stays anonymous and, um, you know, rejects all the hype around it and plays little tricks <laughs> on yeah. auction houses and I just find him very humble. Oh, Banksy. Um, Bugsy. Banksy. 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 Yeah, yeah sorry. I love, I, um, I'm a huge fan myself. I love his stuff. Banksy? Yeah, I think he's really cool. I There's think he's a, really cool. I watched a, a show um, and it was a special on him and they were talking about how he originally wanted to do uh, something over when he was in the UK and I think it was he printed all of these pound notes 
and he was going to originally use them for something. And then all of a sudden he didn't use all of the ones he had printed. And I so wanted to write to him and say, do you have any of those spare that I could use? <laughs> <laughs> you get you in I trouble. Amazing. I really do. Yeah. Oh, he's very cool. Is there any um, other, uh, older artists that you like? Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of a Picasso fan. Um, okay for his work, but also because of the time at which he was uh, developing, you know, his techniques and the whole history around uh, all those artists, the bravery that it took and, you know, the vision that it took and, and the fact that he sort of stuck to his guns um, for so many years and, and just made it happen. It's amazing he believed in how himself, they so. back then, you know? Yeah, yeah, against all adversity and odds, you know, made that happen, so... Um, and I'm classically trained, so you know all of those artists. Then I just greatly. I bet. So, um, what's your favourite? And I'm always medium? going back, uh, back there to the classics. Sorry, what was your, What is your favourite medium? Um, I, I I tend to love a lot of oils. Depends on on you know as an art stylist or a customised artwork specialist. Um, depends on the style that um, you know of the home that I'm working on. Um, if it's very classic or plantation, um, or maybe it's, it's rustic, then I'll use oils and maybe with calcite powder to thicken it up. Uh, if it's quite modern or we've got a, you know, a water theme, which is very common in art commissions, um, then I, I love the free flow paint systems by Atelier. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have a technique where I'll use um, rock crystals, salt rock crystals, to right. absorb in the uh, the paint and leave these fantastic uh, textures. So yeah, a lot of a lot of that depends on on the space and on the client. You know, yeah, when yeah. I'm in appointment with them, I have a style album, um, and uh, it's it's up to them in many ways um, what they like. Just like going into a gallery, what they like. Maybe I'll um, sort of upcycle a style and, you know, introduce something new. Might even be collage. You know, I've done lots, lots of collage over the years. Wow. I'm actually so, amazed that you use oils. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I used them yeah. when I was and younger. I find them, oh, so. No, 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 no. Oils um, with a nice um, liquid medium. Quite yeah. beautiful. Oh, I love, yeah. I love these. And, and, they're, and they're fast. You know, if I'm working, uh, if I'm conducting a private adult workshop, they're, they're always in oils because okay. there's no washing up of all the brushes and, and everything. It's so, oh. so easy and quick. Um, you can just sort of paint a la prima and poof, it's done. Yeah. Um, whereas of little kids, I work in private workshop with kids as young as 18 months old to create Gallery Quality Artworks tailored to decor they'll only be in Atelier acrylics. Right. So it depends on, on the job, you know. See, I when, use, when you do what I do, you've got to be really flexible. Yeah, I bet. I used really the oils a lot when I was a lot younger and I just found them oh, so... I, I suppose it was the waiting time for it to dry because <laughs> I was using... I, I wasn't knowledgeable about using them. So, I, you know, I, I mean, I started using it just by itself and then I discovered oh you could put linseed oil with it up to you know thin it out a little bit and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah but that's that's going to extend the, the drying time. Yeah. So you know you can use a medium that that speeds it up and adds gloss 
Um, but the, the trick with that is that you need to be quite a confident painter, um, you know, before the, the oils kind of set in and, and go a bit sticky, as it were. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're nice and confident and very quick, um, then, then oils can be fantastic and they can be dry, you know, properly in, in, uh, in a couple of days. These days I'm an uh, acrylic boy. <laughs> Tune in each week for Anne's Talk to learn about real-life stories, celebrities and everything in between. Talent Artworks moving forward um, is the, the mural shop and my new range of built-in art assets, which are, because uh, I've expanded what I do in the last um, year and a half. I've been on a bit of a, a growth phase going from, you know, customised art to customised artworks and cosmetic home renos. Right. And, um, and that's been a big journey because I believe that uh, interior design out there, art is kind of, unless it inspires the space, as a canvas, it's a bit of an afterthought by the client. And, of course, the clients don't always understand how art works. Mm. So my mission's been to build art into the, the new build or the renovation process and let art inspire the outcome, let art inspire the style and the united colour palette the balance of the space, you know, become the focal point. And in that way, it creates a unique point of difference for the property that isn't so easy to, to replicate. Sure. Right. So I'm doing that in the form of real art, kitchen splashbacks, um, art into mosaic, uh, movable outdoor murals. I did a couple of courses with Hames Paints to learn how to um, do their, their artisan textures. And then I can do like silhouette murals over the top. Um, so that combined with textured art printing, where we're printing onto glass, printing onto tiles, uh, oh. means that we can do work for splashbacks and bathrooms. So Sharon, tell us how you would use this work in the varying spaces, such as large homes to a small studio flat. Okay, um, so if it's a really large home, then it's important to create an equally large focal point because you have to balance out the proportion of that space, right? So what a lot of people do in large spaces is that they'll have lots of little kind of affordable things, which means that we've got lots of clutter on, on the floor space, but then they take that same principle onto the walls. And when you have lots and lots of little things on your walls and on the floor space, you end up with a cluttered look. Yeah. So it's all about achieving a sense of balance with small things, regular sized things, and then some really giant uh, pieces. And your walls being vertical are kind of the perfect platform for balancing the space because it's visible from all around the room, right? Sure. When you you know, put large art on your walls, you're not only creating the focal point, uniting all those colours, um, but it's an opportunity to unite the lines, the architectural lines of that space and, and streamline it and draw the eye into it. Mm. If, if I wanted to um, make a small space seem larger, I can use those same principles, uniting all of the lines, right, creating a focal point, balancing all the shapes, but then I'll use um, some perspective in the artwork, which draws the eye in, 
right? Like a landscape where you can see oh, in yeah. and lines that are like this, sort of like a V shape, which actually can make the artwork look bigger. And that then makes the space look bigger, okay. right? A couple of more rules uh, for that with regards to color is green is a receding color. So is yellow. So is blue violet, right? So if you imagine a landscape with blue violet mountains, you're seeing way, way, way into the distance, okay? Or a seascape with a beautiful horizontal line, which is so soothing. You're looking way, way, way around into the distance. So for a very narrow space, suddenly it doesn't feel or appear so narrow. Sure. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it's it's actually fascinating. It's it's amazing what you can do with art within within a space. And I have seen exactly what you're talking about by creating sort of angles and stuff which will actually make the room look bigger and also smaller and, you know, also draw your eye into a certain point of the, the mural itself. I just find it fascinating. Well, it's, it's just the rules of interior design. It's the yeah. rules of art. You know, they've, they've always been there. It's just that people haven't been... Um, you know, using them. Um, yeah. And, and to me, you know, it's, it's very practical to yeah. use art to confirm or inspire your style. Um, say something about who you are, express yourself, not the artist expressing themselves, but, you know, you expressing yourself. And then fixing some issues within your space. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, I mean, I'm well practised at it, obviously, but... Uh, that hard when you learn all the rules i think hmm. that with people too i mean i i've i've been lucky enough to ha you know get several artists within my home um and it's it's you know it's something that i love to see every day on my walls when people visit you know they always comment about it and stuff like that and to be honest i don't think that people would say the th same thing about a 20 dollars print from ikea um, no. <laughs> you know, I, and I think that that's where a lot of people go wrong. They want to get art for their walls. Um, and I understand that budget is everything and it comes into, you know, definitely comes into the factor. But I, I, I would rather see somebody save, you know, on buying yeah. 10 prints from Ikea and getting one yeah. piece. Yeah, that's right. You know, and it really love <laughs> you yeah. in your home and you can look at every day and it really enjoy its beauty. Well, that's it. But when it's made for you, when it's relevant to you, it then, um, and, and, and I like to use art as a form of visualisation mm. as well. Um, you know, if there's favourite holiday places or if you've got a, a dream goal, um, you know, if you want to visualise what it is that you want and attract it into your life every day, law of attraction, um, art is a really great way to do it, to have it in your face and, and so, to have it you know, with style. And, and then it becomes an heirloom. Yeah. So whatever it is, you know, whatever symbols are painted into the work, um, yeah, it becomes an heirloom piece. So that then raises the value of the work. Correct. It's not so much an investment in, in an artist's stuff, it's an investment in, in yourself. Funny yeah. enough, I actually yeah. went to New York City uh, 14, 15 years ago and became absolutely obsessed with the place. And ever since, and especially when I started doing my artworks more, you know, two years ago, mm. I've done several now that are, that are based around America, New York City, 
etc etc well i'm off to new york city in may <laughs> oh <laughs> so good eye it worked there you are <laughs> yeah exactly. so maybe one of your collages make it about new york city and you'll find that you'll be going there more often yeah that's it exactly um, yeah. So one more question. What are those, some yeah. of the trends you're seeing in the design colour world? Okay, I just put out a little editorial um, last week on wabi-sabi, which is a 15th century Japanese philosophy um, that kind of relate, relates to life as well as art, as well as interior design. And uh, it's all about embracing the broken things, you know. It's about embracing um, oh, the lifespan okay. of of objects and and loving the little cracks and creases and imperfections that come along the way as a part of their use and, and how to make the best of those so you know when we're talking about uh environmentaling environmental issues and and upcycling and uh you know renovating i think um embracing wabi-sabi is a really nice philosophy yeah. And it's kind of like as we get older, you know, embracing all the, the wrinkles and, and, and signs of happiness and, and, um, and being and feeling loved, you know, that's, that's where they come from. That's right. But, that's you know. Um, I saw something on Facebook about that. That's where they, um, so I think it's the, the, the Chinese would uh, utilise the cracks within uh, porcelain and they'd actually fill it with. Japanese, oil. yeah. Yeah, Japanese, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's featured on um, Design Milan right. at the moment. Is that so, also where the plates come that are sort of two different plates put together? Do you know? Two different plates put together. Yeah, so you know those really decorative plates that we used to have in, back in the day that had sort of like, you know, old English sort of backgrounds and stuff. You, you can now buy, we've, we've actually got a fair few of them, me and my husband. Uh-huh. Um, so they're plates that are sort of look like they're from two different sets. So they will be two different, completely cut, different colors, but then they're put together as one plate. So it's almost like two halves of two different dinner sets. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. 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 That would be wabi-sabi, not wasting I love it. anything. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. One of the, um, one of the biggest lessons I ever I guess self-taught myself at, at school, like, you know, I'm talking grade 11 or so. Um, I was doing this beautiful big batik and, and one of my school friends accidentally spilled black ink all over it. Yeah. And, you know, most of us would be a bit devastated by that. But um, I just looked at it and saw, realised that, well, I could start again or I could make use of this and turn it into something even better. That's and that's right. what I've done. And, and, you know, that was a success. And I've used that principle in all of my work ever since. Um, and, and that's very much wabi-sabi thinking. Yeah. You know, nothing's ever that perfect. And, and do you really want it? If it's that perfect, I think that perfect can be kind of that boring. That's right. Really. So, no, you know. That's fantastic. Mm. Listen, we're going to wrap it up. And... Um, I thank you so much, Sharon. I really, really appreciate it to us. And I'm sure that it's going to be fascinating for the listeners because, as we all know, we all love art. And, oh, before we go, please tell the listeners how they can find you. Okay. So go to www.tailoredartworks.com.au 
Tailored Artworks uh, is also on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. And my name's Sharon Tankred. And uh, yeah, I do customized artworks and cosmetic home renovations. So thank you all for listening. I've enjoyed this very much. Thank you. All right, people, go and check those sites out. Thanks so much, Sharon. We really, really appreciate your time. You're welcome. Okay, Bye. bye. Ants Talk. It's like Oprah, but not.